John 20, verse 19. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. Turn to Acts 1.6. Later, when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? Jesus said to them, It's not for you to know the times or the seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost ends of the earth. In John 20, in Acts 1, we are all sent. We are all laboring, living, and waiting for God's kingdom. Many people stay close to home. Some people go to the uttermost parts of the earth. What are you doing to further God's kingdom? Are you going or are you sending? Are you serving in your local church? Are you serving around the world? Our church supports several missionaries every month. And we are very glad to have the Span family quartet with us today. Their heart is missions. Their heart is going not just Enid, not just Oklahoma, but the uttermost parts of the earth. King's kids, if you are in second grade on down, I'm dismissing you to children's church. On your marks, wait. Get set. Now you can stand. Go. All right, I think she's going to win. Oh, we got somebody coming around the back. Go, go, go. She's got a little bit of a head start. She's got longer legs, but they've got more energy. Go. Wow, she cuts through the auditorium, man. Running in church is allowed if the old people are sitting. Just, just, that's just game rules right there. All's fair. All right, so who's first? Who's the first victim? Oh, he is. All right, come on up here, Caleb. Caleb and Becca Spann. Oh, yeah, and, and you get to stay there. He's got to do the hard work. All right. Thank you, Craig. I'm just going to introduce you like that. Okay, go. I'll take it. So, um, well, good morning, you all. Um, first of all, just want to say thank you so much for letting me come and share. Um, I'm really excited to be here, and thank you all for supporting us, too. Um, we couldn't do what we do without um, you all, without churches like you who are willing to go um, and be senders. That's a huge part in um, 
serving the kingdom of God. So really thankful for you all. Um, but like, um, kind of like Craig has said, like you all have supported us and it's, it's been a while since we've last spoke. I think it's coming up on almost a year exactly. Um, so definitely have quite a bit to recap over this um, last year. But yeah, I'll try to move quickly. Hopefully keep it within 15 minutes. We'll see, might go an hour. You know, it's classic Baptist preaching. We'll see what happens. Um, But first of all, um, starting way back when last year, um, Rebecca and I, we got married August 6th. The last time we were here, we were just engaged. Um, So then got married like right before school started. Um, And then during our honeymoon, about three days in, um, I unfortunately got super sick. It was this weird, type of sickness, um, like this weird mental thing where I was unable to think clearly, was super fatigued. I'm usually one that can't take naps. Um, I was taking about six hour naps every day and then going to bed at nine. So super, um, super weird deal. We came back to the States. Um, It was continuing, got all kinds of tests, lots of different things. Um, Really still unsure of the cause, but unfortunately with that, we missed the first week and really about the first month of ministry at OU. And then unfortunately this came back this last February um, and continued again. And then like once again, more tests, no real clear answers, a couple different theories, but kind of just unsure of that. So that's kind of created a really, really tough season and kind of a unique season for both of us to start out in our marriage in an interesting way. Um, I was definitely a lot less present than I thought I'd be at the beginning. (laughs) But um, it's, it was a really amazing season getting to fully rely um, on God's grace and just fully rely on God's sustenance. Um, And honestly, thankful for it. I think it strengthened our marriage in a lot of ways and strengthened both of our individual relationships with God. So just thankful to um, have him to rely on. Um, But like I shared, it was kind of a tough start to the semester, but we were excited to kind of get back into it and get started. Um, And then once the semester started, both Rebecca and I, we were leading a weekly dorm community group as well as discipling students and just meeting those that were new to crew and new to OU as well. Um, And then can you go ahead and shift to the next slide real quick for that. Uh, But then shortly after the semester started, we had our fall retreat, which is the picture up at the top left up there. Um, And during that time, like the intent of it is simply just to have a fun weekend where students to grow in their faith and then just kind of get involved in a Christian community um, and kind of feel feel like they belong in a place like that. Um, And then the previous year, like we had five total students there two of which were Rebecca and I, and I think four stuck around total. Yeah, I think it was four, only four stuck around. So really small group. And then this year we had over 35 students. Um, it's truly just amazing to get to watch, um, watch God work and grow in the movement there at OU. And it's just, it's fun to be a part of it. And like that, that extreme contrast between those numbers was just crazy. It was just cool to be a part of. Um, and students came back from that and they were super excited to go out and share the gospel and just kind of um, to be involved in crew and be involved um, in a Christian community. So we were super thankful for that. Um, but then coming back to campus, we were back meeting with students and kind of discipling them. And then honestly, one of the cool stories from the year was about this guy named River. Um, so I was referred to him by some random connection. It was like his cousin knew him and like said, we should meet up with him. I was like, okay. Had no clue what to expect going into this appointment. Um, and really, really had a great conversation with River. Um, he had kind of grew up learning some about the church, but really knew 
essentially nothing about Christianity. Um, and during that first meeting, um, I had the chance just to share the gospel with them, and River was like, yeah, I want to give my life to Christ right then and there. It was so quick. Um, and it was literally the first, first person I met with um, in this semester. I've, like, never seen someone so willing and so ready to give, um, give their lives to Christ right there. Um, it, was, it was amazing. And it's, I've been able to continue to meet with River and kind of disciple them throughout this year. And it's been so cool just to watch God work in his heart and watch, um, watch the spirit work and just watch his knowledge of the Bible grow. We're like at community group at first, he didn't want to say anything at all because he felt unsure like he knows of it. And like by the end of the year, he's like speaking up, asking great questions, like engaging in conversation. So it's just truly amazing to get to be a part of that um, and get to be a part of River's um, story following Christ. Um, so then after that, um, kind of, told, well, once again, one last thing to share about River. Sorry, I had to flip my page there. Um, but River, like, whenever I first met him, he was a student completely filled with anxiety and worry, like, constantly stressing over school, so many different things, family things, all kinds of different things. And then, like, midway through the semester last year, I asked River how he was doing, and, like, he responded in a River fashion and was just like, dog. I just feel at peace. Like <laughs> he just like he said it in his own way, but it just fully encapsulates how much encapsulates it's a hard word for me for some reason. Um, just how much God has worked in his life and just given him peace and just given him um, hope um, and just essentially just guided him throughout this year. So I'm super excited to watch River continue to grow this next year. He's going to be um, starting to lead other students and starting to help me out leading community groups. So super excited to see what God does with that. Um, but then over the year with crew, we kind of have two major events. So the first one is the fall retreat that I kind of shared about. And then the second one is winter conference. Um, is there pictures on the next slide or is it? Yeah. Okay. So you can flip to the next slide. Um, so winter conference, it takes place down in Dallas and it's with, um, all of the different crew campuses in the area. So schools ranging from Arkansas all the way down to Baylor. So there's like thousands of students there. And it's a super cool week for students just to kind of see um, the fullness of crew and like see crew um, as something more than what it is just at OU. Um, and it's also a huge time for recruiting for our summer missions, just kind of casting vision for that. Um, but I'll kind of talk more about those in just a little bit. Um, and then similar to fall retreat, last year we only had three girls go. Becca and I both had COVID, unfortunately missed it. Um, but then this year, like, there was 15 students there. Um, and every single one of those students came back to campus so excited to go out and share the gospel. And, like, honestly, there was just, like, such a stark shift after winter conference. Um, and a lot of them made decisions about summer mission, which, once again, I'll share more about in a second. But it was a really cool weekend. Um, super, super thankful just to get to be a part of that and watch God move through winter conference. Um, but then moving into the spring semester, um, it really flew by. Um, it was crazy how quick it went by. It feels like spring semester always goes faster than the fall. Um, but Becca had the opportunity to go and disciple six different girls. And then um, towards the end of the semester, she was able to even train two of them to start discipling others. So it was a really cool kind of full circle thing to watch her um, train these women and like grow them in their faith and then watch those girls go and meet younger girls and continue to disciple them. So it's kind of cool just to watch that ministry cycle um, begin and continue because now those girls, that the girls are discipling will continue and then disciple other girls and it'll just keep going. So it's a really cool um, concept of spiritual multiplication that we got to see there. Um, 
And then moving forward, like I continued to Disciple River throughout the year, like I shared, and it was an amazing experience. Um, but then I also got to disciple this student named Jacob, who is actually from Enid, funny enough, and was referred to us by like some Enid friend. And then whenever I first met Jacob, like he shared he had kind of grown up in a in the church, like was involved, but then um, he never really had a personal relationship with Christ. And like Jacob, he's a genius, way smarter than me, knows like all of these things about theology, all of the different facts, knows all of the right Christian answers per se, um, but truly never had a personal relationship with Christ. It's like he overcomplicated the gospel in so many different ways um, and wasn't able to fully see God's love and God's grace. Um, and I continued to meet with him, share the gospel with him for about three months, and it was lots of long, painstaking conversations, truly. Um, and, like, I remember going into one of them and just, like, praying beforehand and just being like, God, I, I don't really know what to do here. Just speak through me. I don't even want to know what's going on. Just, like, speak your word. Um, and that happened. Like, literally in the middle of that conference, like, or conference in the <laughs> middle of that meeting, um, Jacob was literally like, actually that kind of makes sense and like his life was completely changed um, like he was on fire for the Lord and like pursuing Christ having his own quiet time starting to like share more at community group and like share his own story um, to bring others to Christ and it, it's literally like amazing like whenever I first met him there was no way that I thought he'd be where he is right now um, and currently he's finishing up at Ozark Lakes which is our stateside summer mission that I'll share about in a second but it has just been like insane frankly to watch watch God work in Jacob's life and like watch him um, completely turn his life around um, so that's one of the another super cool story of the year um, but that was kind of a really quick recap of the year so once again I'm trying trying to move fast um, but let me know if you guys have any questions Beck and I would love to share there was so much that happened and we would love to share more about what God was doing at OU um, but then, like I shared a second ago, their crew, like we offer two different summer missions. You can go ahead and move to the next slide. So the first one is stateside, and then the second one is international. So stateside is Ozark Lakes, where Jacob is right now, um, which takes place in Branson, Missouri, and students essentially spend the summer being discipled and just learning to share their faith for, th for nine weeks. Um, they get different summer jobs working at like Silver Dollar City, restaurants, all kinds of different things. Um, and then they're trained in like super encouraged to share their gospel in the workplace. So it's a really cool opportunity for students to just kind of grow in their faith um, and then also be equipped for life after college because most of life after college is just simply going to work, trying to share the gospel there. So it's a really cool training opportunity um, for students to grow and we're super excited. We have um, I think three total students there including Jacob um, and like from what we've heard so far God's been doing amazing things in their hearts and we're super excited to have them back on campus and um, just kind of with the new, new zeal and fire for the Lord. Um, so we'll see how they are once we're back but really thankful for that chance too. Um, then the second one is Thailand which um, Beck and I actually had the chance to lead, and we led a team of about 15 students from OU and Texas Tech, as well as one from OSU, unfortunately. She was, she was all right, though. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we actually just got back this last Thursday. Definitely both of us still dealing with some jet lag. Woke up, I think, Becca woke up at 4. I was 5 a.m., so rough start there, but we're, we're still here. We're excited to be in an American church for sure. Um, but it was truly an amazing summer, um, an amazing summer getting to watch God work um, and watch God change lives um, overseas and to 
at the ends of the earth. Um, but so Thailand is a super unique opportunity, a super special opportunity that we have to go and serve in. Because um, Thailand, it's a completely open country. You can share the gospel, be um, an open missionary, and it's surrounded by all of these different closed countries, Burma, India, so many different things all right there. Um, so kind of the goal with the summer, and like the goal was sending to Thailand, is to help train and equip believers there to go and go and be missionaries in those closed countries surrounding that. Um, so it's an amazing opportunity to kind of get to work with the Thai staff. Um, as the Thai, Thai students and like the Thai people have, will have a much easier time getting into those closed, closed countries than Americans will. So it's an amazing opportunity that we get to kind of hopefully create a sending country in the future and get to be laborers there. Um, but then along with that, there's a huge spiritual need in Thailand. Um, it is about 98% Buddhist and less than 1% Christian. Um, and it's just a very, very spiritually dark place. Um, there's temples all over the place, um, people worshiping literal rocks um, and fully devoting their lives to that. Um, and it's really sad and really heartbreaking. Um, and it was definitely um, a place where we just kind of got to see God's heart and just see um, why there's such a huge need to go and a huge need to share the gospel. Um, there's like spirit houses on like every corner on every building um, and those are made to like host good or like bad spirits and kind of keep them away. So it's a very spiritually spiritual culture um, but it's very spiritually dark like I shared. Um, but once again God was moving. God was working. Um, and we spent most of our time working at Chiang Mai University, um, in Chiang Mai, of course. And then we spent one week in Khan Ken, which is a city in eastern Thailand. And honestly, that week was probably both of our favorite weeks of the summer. Um, so before then, the Khan Ken team, they had set goals for us. Like, they had set, like, evangelism numbers, just, like, how many students we hope to reach, et cetera. Um, and they had set the goal of, like, that we would see 15 people come to trust Christ in just the one week that we were serving there. Um, and, like, to be frank, I was super doubtful of this goal. I definitely wasn't trusting Christ with it. It was kind of a discouraging few weeks before serving in Chiang Mai, and I was like, there's no way. There's no way we're going to see 15. And naturally, God proved me wrong, of course. Um, so the first day we went out, um, started doing evangelism on campus, meeting with students. Two people gave their life to Christ. Next day, one more. Next day, one more. By the end of the week, we saw 19 students come to trust Christ. It was literally amazing, something completely out of our control, something that um, we never could have saw happen without God. So it was just amazing to get to watch him move that week and watch him. Um, completely changed lives. And these were students like coming from Buddhist backgrounds and a completely Buddhist culture with completely Buddhist families um, that will very likely outcast them for choosing to trust Christ. So it was just truly amazing. We're still truly blown away um, by what God did there and what God um, did in the rest of Thailand as well. Um, but out of those 19 students, there was um, this one student, um, his name is Gol. Um, Thais, Thai people, they have really long names. They go by different nicknames, like we met, like First, Goal, like Pi, even, like lots of different like English names that they use. But this guy's name was Goal, and like he was the goal of this trip, one of those. Um, but after he gave his life to Christ, like he literally followed us around for the rest of the day, like as we were sharing the gospel, and was just like so excited to be around foreigners for one, but then just excited about his new life in Christ. And then literally the next day, Goal shows up, and he's like, hey, this is my friend James. And, like, Thai staff set, had a conversation with them, 
James gave his life to Christ. Um, it, was, it was amazing. It's like one of those complete full circle moments. Um, and both of them got plugged in with the Thai staff there. Um, and like they've continued to be discipled. They've already had a few follow-ups from what we've heard. And it's just like, I'm so excited to see um, what they do for, um, for the kingdom and just the impact that they'll have. Because um, they can reach so many more people than we can as like Americans coming in. They understand Thai culture. They understand Buddhism. Um, so it's just a super exciting opportunity. And just we're excited to hear um, in the future of just what God will do through those two as well as the 19 other or whatever, 17 others. But... Um, yeah, over the summer, like, our team, we shared the gospel around 45, I mean, no, around 500 times, um, and we saw 45 students trust Christ. So it was literally just an amazing summer, and we're still processing and just blown away um, by how God worked through us and just for the opportunity that we had to go um, and share and serve in Thailand. Um, yeah, and then next fall, like we're already going ahead and getting started. Um, this next Monday, actually, we already begin working with our staff team. So we'll be doing different planning, coordinating different things. And then like essentially for, I think, two weeks before classes start, we're having events almost every night just with the hopes of trying to meet students and just get them connected and just um, share the gospel with them. Like those first weeks are so important in college. I'm sure many of you all remember like coming into college, those first few weeks are they're so formative because that's where you find your group. That's where you meet your friends that will likely be with you for your rest of your life. Like so many of those biggest decisions are made right there. So there's a real focus and a real um, kind of push in those first few weeks. Um, of just trying to meet students and meet them where they're at and just be like, hey, here's Jesus. This is the best life possible. And just kind of offer that um, there. So with that, like, it's going to be it's gonna be a lot. Um, and we definitely need you all's prayer um, in that. Um, so a few prayer requests kind of for, for this year um, and just kind of for our ministry in general. Um, so first and foremost, just that we would both stay healthy, that my sickness doesn't come back, and just that both of us would just stay healthy and just be able to continue to serve and continue to reach students. Um, secondly, just for energy and for wisdom um, and discernment, just as we go throughout, and just that we'd, that we'd meet the right students and just that um, we would be able to share the gospel um, effectively and to share it well with as many students as possible. Um, and then also, like, first and foremost, um, for the hearts of the students that we're going to meet, just that um, God would just already be working in them and just that their hearts would just be prepared for um, the gospel just to penetrate their hearts and just that we would see so many people come to know him. Um, and then along with that, just ask that you all would join us in praying for all the students that we met this summer, um, just for the 500 people that we shared the gospel with, just that um, the gospel seed planet would just grow and just that their hearts would change. Um, there's like a statistic in Thailand that it takes someone about seven times to hear the gospel before they fully accept Christ. So we don't know if we were the first. We don't know if we were the sixth. We don't know if we were the seventh. Um, but just pray that God would just work in their hearts and just the conversations and just the, um, like I said, the gospel seeds plan. It would just grow and just that they would um, come to know him and pray for the Thai staff as well as they're still there laboring and continuing to serve and just reach as many students as possible. Um, but yeah, that's, that's about all I have. I know that was a lot. It was super quick. And um, there's so much more even this summer. Um, and just feel free to ask Becca and I if you guys would like to hear more or just have any questions in general. Um, and just want to say thank you all again so much. Um, we truly appreciate you guys. Thank you for supporting us financially, but then also just through prayer. 
um, that's how ministry gets done is through prayer. So um, thank you all so much, and thank you for letting me come and share. So, yeah. Give him a hand. <laughs> Young people, Becca and Caleb were active in their youth group, active in their church. They didn't just start living like this when they went to college. They started a long time ago. Their families have prayed over them, uh, discipled them themselves, and they have a, a rich spiritual history. They don't just think you have to start that later. It starts right now. Um, and old people, it's good to see that God is using young people still, saving young people still, and the, the OU campus is a mission field. That is why we're supporting you for another year. Because I don't want him to have to have a job at Applebee's. I want him to be discipling. I want him to be leading Bible studies in the dorms. I want Becca to be discipling young ladies in the dorms. I want that to be their job. Do well in school. And represent Jesus in everything. Uh, that is an exciting opportunity for our church to invest in do you give to missions if you do you're supporting him if you don't you don't have a part of that you want to be a part of that give it's on the offering plate it's on the offering envelopes give to missions these are real people these are not just programs that we are supporting they are real families and they need our help we are in jerusalem he's at the uttermost parts of the earth and everywhere in between. So keep up the good work. So thank you for that report. We are happy to support you. Mr. Spann. Come on, Mr. Spann. He is the, uh, what are you entitled? The DOM. Is that the real title anymore? What did uh, we change that to? Associational Mission Strategist. That's too many words. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this guy coordinates several Baptist churches in our county called the Cherokee Strip and um, they have a lot of opportunities that we can plug into that we have in the past and that we will in the future. That's right. Give us an update. Okay. Thank you, Craig. Well, it's always refreshing to get to be here at Graceway um, and to see how Craig leads you guys in praying for not just needs here at this church, but at other churches as well. And it's got to be fun to have a guy that has been in youth ministry for so many years as pastor. There's never a dull moment up here. You never know what he's going to say. But uh, Craig, I appreciate your spirit and just the way you work, not just here, but you are an encouragement to other pastors in our association as well. And just your spirit, the way you work together with, with not just crew, but other churches in a lot of different ministries, you are giving folks here at Graceway a worldwide perspective. And I really appreciate that in you, brother. And I, I did want to hit on a couple of things that he said. He read the passages from John 20 and then Acts 1 about Jesus being sent by the Father. And now Jesus sends us. Are you living sent? Not just if you're going to Thailand, but as you go out from this building, are you seeing that God is using you in your workplace or at school, in your neighborhood? We're all called to be sent. And J.D. Greer, a pastor over in North Carolina, has said that the real measure of a church is not the seating capacity, but its sending capacity. And so think about that. And when you go out and invest in people, 
are you investing in them so that they can invest in others? Did you catch that with what Caleb and Becca do? They are winning people to Christ, but not just stopping there, training them to multiply themselves and share Christ with others. And every one of you, if you're a believer in Christ, you have something to offer to another person that maybe is not as far along in their faith. You can invest in them and see them multiply uh, just like you might multiply in sharing Christ with them. Well, uh, just a quick review about what an association is. Uh, Graceway is a part of a group of churches, 30 churches and church plants in our area that voluntarily work together for purposes of missions and ministry. And they are all cooperating to encourage, equip, and extend the ministries of each local church. And so we have uh, kind of a, a goal in our participation together. It's to do these three things. So I'm going to talk a little bit about some upcoming events and ways that Graceway and other churches are working together primarily in missions. Show me the next slide there, if you would. Um, one thing that we do is we come together for encouragement, inspiration, and then just to kind of look at what's going on in the association business-wise and in terms of activities and events. The next one of these is coming up August 15th. And we have a special guest speaker, uh, Tom Eliff. Many of you may recognize his name. He was actually president of the Southern Baptist Convention, president of the International Mission Board, a very gifted speaker that will be coming to speak at this gathering. And everybody is welcome. Each church sends messengers when we have votes on different technical things. They can vote, but everybody's welcome to come and be a part of this. So that's coming up uh, in August, halfway through the month. Then towards the end of August, next slide, we are having a conference called the Christian Health Conference. And within our association, there are a group of leaders from different churches that work together, comprise the ministry team, and they are planning this event. It's to strengthen folks within our churches. And take a look at the next slide. They're going to be breakouts. You can't read that real well. You guys may have a poster about this, but there'll be breakouts on uh, pastoral and leadership health, on financial health, uh, mental health from a Christian perspective, social media, and tech health. Some people have very unhealthy habits in that area. Can you relate? I do sometimes. Marriage and family health, church health. And this will be Saturday, August 26th right here in town at First Baptist Enid. It's a conference for everybody. You don't have to feel like, well, I'm a leader in the church, so I can go. No, if you're just a member of the church, come and be a part of this. You'll get something out of it, uh, 9 to 12 uh, that morning. Next slide. These are just upcoming events that you can be a part of or that uh, Craig and other leaders in the church, we start right back up to uh, Labor Day with our uh, CSBA leadership lunches. Every Tuesday during the school year, Craig and, and other pastors as well as church leaders from our area come together for a lunch. Sometimes we just are there to pray together and encourage each other. Other times we have topics to help develop uh, their ministry skills or just to encourage them. Next slide, please. Then uh, all you men 
Coming up September 19th, we are going to be having, I think it's the third annual fish fry at First Baptist Garber. And it's a gathering where we come and eat fish. And if you don't want to eat fish, there's always something else to eat too, some other kind of meat <laughs> that you can have. But uh, we feast together and then we gather and hear a speaker who will share his testimony of how he came to know Christ and present the gospel in a clear way so that if you bring a friend, they'll be able to hear the good news about who Jesus is, why he came, and the difference he can make in their lives. And uh, so come and be a part of this. This year we have Randy Hurt coming, a man who does the same job I do, but down in uh, southeast Oklahoma, kind of in hillbilly country there. And he was in youth ministry prior to jumping into this job. He's a great speaker. But he was on the verge of ruining his marriage through being a pro fisherman and being gone every weekend. I mean, he was at the top of his game. He was holding his uh, fourth child right after it had been born and said, I don't want to miss out on seeing this kid grow up by being uh, all caught up in, in fishing. <laughs> And uh, God turned his life around. And uh, you'll hear the story if you come in or are part of that on uh, Tuesday, uh, September 19th. Next slide. Then we have a series of mission opportunities. You may not feel like you can go all the way to Thailand yet, but you can go four and a half to five hours over to the east to Kansas City. We have a mission trip scheduled October 12 through 15. And that coincides with fall break in the school calendar. So if you're a high school student, want to go, college student, come and be a part of working with a team of people from our churches in uh, the northeast part of Kansas City. Uh, these guys over here, the Ingrams, have been a part of that. And uh, some of you others here uh, may want to go and be a part this time in October. Uh, we've worked some with Somalis, Afghans, Ethiopians, Congolese. I mean, the world is next door in Kansas City. And so a great opportunity. If you don't have a passport or you just don't want to go out of the country, you can go and be involved in missions right there cross-culturally. Uh, there will also be some construction work that we'll do on this trip. Next slide. Um, we are exploring the possibility of launching a partnership with uh, IMB missionaries and Malagasy Baptists on the east coast of Madagascar, uh, hopefully being able to help them develop work along what we call the vanilla coast, where most of the vanilla in the world is grown on the northeast coast of Madagascar. It's an area where many people have yet to hear the good news of Jesus. And so we have a trip scheduled the end of October. Lucinda and I will be going. If anybody else is interested in going, there's still two slots for that team. We're working with another team that's joining us from uh, Alabama. It'll be have kind of a medical bent, but also an exploratory angle on this trip. So see us after the service if you're interested. Then the next slide there. We have a partnership in Ecuador, and we've made a couple of trips down there. We're switching locations, and we don't quite have the date yet for our very next trip, but uh, Ecuador is an amazing place. I had never been down there until we started these partnerships. The capital, Quito, is the highest capital in the world in terms of elevation, and we've been working kind of in the mountains 
there uh, helping with a, an area where they were starting new work and now it's gonna shift to a different part. But stay tuned, Craig will get the news about when we have our next trip down there. Next slide. Um, coming up in October, we have our annual gathering of uh, all the churches in our association. And this year it will be at First Baptist Cherokee. Our association extends from Cherokee in the north down to Perry in the south and Fairview over on the west and Medford um, on the east. But uh, you all are all welcome to come for that. We will have a worship service together with all the different members from other churches at four. And then at five, we have a meal together there. And there's no charge for that. And then uh, after the meal is a time where the adults kind of have like our business session, our annual business session, but also reports on what's going on. And youth and children have separate breakouts for that time. So stay tuned, you'll hear more about that. Uh, next slide. And one last event for the year, there'll be one more after this, but I just thought I'd go as far as November. Uh, the women are always asking you guys have the calf fry up at Cherokee in the spring and then you have this fish fry, what's for us? Well, this year in November, there will be a women's conference and if you can help get the word out to our women, uh, it will be a special time. It'll be an in-town retreat at First Baptist Enid and there's a group of uh, folks from different churches that are planning that. So put that on your calendar November 4th. So thank you, Craig. I want to conclude as a church. Let's, uh, let's pray for them. If I, Becca and Caleb, come stand down here at the front. Uh, family, lay your hands on them. You got some family here too. Friends too, come on. You're going to lay hands on them. Uh, put you up there first. And then the rest of the church. Let's surround them. Come on forward if you want to pray. We're going to lay hands on him. Pray for some healing. Pray for his health. Pray for his wellness. Pray for their marriage. Pray for God to richly bless them. And then we'll, we'll sing our song and Mr. Mark will read us out of here. So come on in. Put your hand on the shoulder in front of you. Just make a little connection there. Hmm. Thank you, God. Keep calling people. Keep stirring hearts. Keep awakening sheep. May your will be done. We ask for your richest blessing, God, over Caleb and Becca. May this school year be the best ever. Grow them through whatever happens. bring kids from around the world to owe you so they can hear the gospel so they can be discipled and they can be sent 
multiply the efforts of crew on all the college campuses, Lord. Send them out. Equip them, prepare them, meet all of their financial needs. Meet their medical needs. You are a God who can get our attention through any circumstance. You have our attention today, God. And we pray, keep them well. Keep them safe. Keep them in your will. As long as they will spread your word. And if you need to guide and direct them in a different path, help them to be sensitive to that, to ebb and to flow with the leadership of your spirit in their lives through every little thing. Make them pliable, humble, gentle, and always and forever ready with a reason for the hope that is burning within them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <clears throat> We're just going to sing a quick chorus and then we'll be dismissed. You can just turn around right where you are. You don't even need to go back to your seat. <clears throat> I'm just going to sing right over the top of your head. Go ahead, Mandy. <clears throat> Matthew 28 and Jesus came up and spoke to them saying all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth go therefore and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all that I commanded you and lo I am with you always even to the end of the age amen you are dismissed